We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Hey, everybody. Welcome to a mega episode of the California Penal League podcast. Um, although it's probably just going to be the exact same amount of time as all our other episodes. So I don't know why I said that. Uh, it is a mega episode in the sense that we are stepping outside our little Cleveland Indians bubble and we're opening the door and taking a little peek, a little peek at the American League Central. We're going to dip our toes. A peek at you. A little, oh, oh, kids like that stuff, right? Listen to our yeah, show. My, my kids love it. Kids. Yeah. If you have a five-year-old, put on this episode for him. <laughs> well, we'll do the Pokemon stuff at the end of the episode after you rate yep. and review us. Yeah. This is, uh, of course, like I said. Dance too. Yeah, right. We'll do whatever you want to do if it means that you're going to leave a review. Uh, we are, of course, the California Penal League Podcast. Like I said, I'm Steve. With me, as always, is Chris and Anthony Fabiano. Uh, we are, of course, doing a American an American League Central preview for 2021. Um, and I'll just open I'll open it, guys, by saying that the more I looked at the construction of these teams, the more I think this is going to be like a three-team race, dead heat to the playoffs. I don't see it like any other way other than like they're going to be, these teams are going to be duking it out. And you can even throw the Royals in there as like a, maybe a competitive team, but these are, they're going to be duking it out. And I don't see like any team winning like 90 games in this division. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's funny because as we were looking at the team and Chris is giving us this great outline of who teams have added and who who they've lost. It's like really funny uh, how the teams all complement one another with the different strengths where I think Minnesota is like a little combination of they're like a little bit of both the Indians and the White Sox where they're not too great at one thing. They have a decent starting rotation, uh, but they're kind of old. Uh, are they going to hold up through a full season? Uh, they have good hitting, but also a lot of their best hitters are pretty old. <laughs> are they going to hold <laughs> up a over theme with them, they are they're, old. They're pretty old. But then you got the Indians, obviously great pitching. I've talked about it so many times. If their hitting comes around, they'll probably be the most well-rounded team. And then the White Sox, their pitching's not that great. Their starting rotation's not that great. They have some good arms in the bullpen. But their hitting is insane, and it's super young. So it's it's. I agree with you, Steve. Like it's going to be a really fun and interesting season. And I think, yeah, I think the Royals are going to be competitive in this those seventy seventies in terms of wins. Uh, and then the Tigers will be the team everybody gets wins against. So uh, yeah, should be a fun season. I'm I'm not going to beat around the bush. When I was looking, I needed to do that exercise of looking who has come and gone for these respective teams because I was like, nobody made any moves. Like, and then I go, oh wait, the Twins made this move back in like December. I completely forgot about that. Oh yeah, the White Sox made this trade in you know right after the New Year. Completely forgot about that. So many little moves occurred that, like you said, Fabs, they, there's kind of, you got the White Sox, which, you know, have the pitching and or the hitting with no, with suspect pitching. You got the Twins with a little bit of both, and then the Indians with the pitching, but the suspect hitting. 
And then I'm going to just say it. Then you got the Royals and Tigers. That's um, fair. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I, I think the Royals will be competitive, but I think we're probably, you know, fooling ourselves a bit if we're like, oh yeah, this team could like make, you know, make a run potentially, or at least be competitive to the point of like spoiling something. It's like, I, mm, I don't know. The, the I, rotation I just don't pretty, want, I just don't want to rough. see them the last two weeks. Well, like, no, I just feel like no. they could be an annoying, they're going to be an annoying team to one of these yes. three. And there's the last three weeks where they're going to have a four game series where you're just like, oh, we're going to, that whatever team in the Twins are going to sweep them. And then the Royals end up winning three or four. And you're like, oh, son of a bitch. Like, I mean, I could totally see that happening in September where Whit Mer- Merrifield just bludgeons the hell out of the Indians <laughs> in a series like he's known to do. Yeah. Fingers crossed. He is gone by the trade deadline. That is true, too. <laughs> yeah, it won't happen, but fair. fingers crossed. <laughs> right. So, yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's, I think the worst thing after reading all the projections and previews and, you know, roundtables and all that kind of stuff, the thing that bothers me the most about all of it is that for the most part, I'd say almost everybody's writing off the Indians. It, it's, it's, you know, it's the typical kind of thing that you would expect from, maybe the national media when it comes to talking about this team is like, well, they traded Lindor. Uh, and I know we are, have it, both, all three of us have laughed at Mark Feinstein's quote about, um, he was like uh, in a round table, he was like, you know, it wasn't long ago that Cleveland had a rotation with Cy Young level, Corey Kluber followed by Trevor Bauer, Carrasco and Mike Clevenger. And Chris, I think you had a really good point of feedback on that in that, uh, Corey Kluber is like 35 years old and barely hanging on as with the Yankees. Mike Clevenger is not pitching this year. Carlos Carrasco is the guy that you go, yeah, I wish I would have had him. And you wouldn't have signed Trevor Bauer anyway. So no. what is this fantasy that he lives in where it's like, yeah, they should have these four guys. Like, and let's not, let's not even getting into what we've gotten back for trading all four of those guys. Exactly. And a lot of that's still unknown. But you don't have Fran Mel about it. But you also yeah. have the reigning Cy Young Award winner in, in Bieber. Like it's yeah. it's crazy that yeah. I, I that's just a lazy, you know, every I that's the result of uh, some of the national media just still not getting their heads out of their asses about the Lindor trade. Where it's like I can't this is a small market team trading the the face of their franchise and it's just like you don't know the actual situation. You Everyone expected it. The Indians didn't have thirty-five plus million a year to throw at the dude. Uh, we've gone over Lindor at length, but that's what that is. That's that's a a, a reaction to that. It's like, oh, and and have we mentioned all the pitching they've give, given up on? And it's like, I don't want three of those guys. Like we can't afford one of them would cost what our entire roster costs. Yeah, and he's a head case who doesn't get along with Francona and his last moment with Francona was literally throwing a ball over center field. Right. One guy's past his prime, who I love, Corey Kluber. One guy's out with Tommy John surgery. The only guy I'd want right now is Carrasco. So it's a crazy thing to say. And he's 30. Isn't he almost like 30? What, what is he? 30, 34? 30, 34? 30, yeah. He yeah right so, I mean, again, love him to death and wish he was pitching with us this season. But what? so what? What we're clinging to a, a mid-30, mid-30s pitcher then? I, it, yeah. I don't know. That's so weird to me. 
I guess the other thing, too, is when Tampa and Oakland trade their players, they are so smart. They're ahead of the curve. <laughs> when the Indians do it, what are they thinking? Have they lost their minds in Cleveland? They must be drinking that lake water. Like, what right. is that going on? Like, Have I, you seen the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame footage? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be called the Rockers. <laughs> well, do not put like, that in the universe. Lazy dude. take after lazy take. That is so strange. That's a good point. Is like, yeah, these other small market teams are so savvy yeah. when they do this kind of stuff, but the Indians get just dumped on, and it's so and like, weird to me. Let's look at the track record. We typically have not been burned by giving up on these guys a year or two ahead. Like, yeah, you know, Bowers, Bauer won the Cy Young. Okay, cool. And the last time I checked, we can't have two Cy Young winners on the same team, not at least the same year. It doesn't work that way. I mean, but also people don't understand what it was like with Trevor Bauer when he was coming up and like all the years that the Indians put in no. dealing with a Trevor Bauer that was uh, not a maniac because I want him on the show someday. But, um, like he was unique, he really he struggled unique. with his command. And, he struggled mm-hmm. with all of his pitches. He had a, he really butted heads with the pitching, the coaching staff. And it took a long time for him to develop into the pitcher that he was. And even when he was that pitcher, like you said, Fabs, the last moment on the team was that he had, was that he threw a baseball over center field because he was so <laughs> frustrated. And it's like, that's just not a, that's an untenable situation. Like also, there's too much he, baggage. There's if he doesn't much... play off a drone, we probably win the World Series. Oh. If he's if he's fully well, healthy and, in 2016, right. I mean that's like that's just Im- immaturity right there. Like I yeah. I love Trevor Bauer and like what he did like on the team. He was really fun. Uh, he's crazy. And I like crazy, weird, quirky pitchers who aren't crazy in the sense that they just beat the shit out of people like women. Um, I like that he's just weird. Like that's that's the cool brand of crazy. We're not um, here to talk about the Yankees bullpen. You're right. That's exactly. another episode. But like the dude in the postseason, like s- destroyed his pitching hand playing with a fucking drone. And we were lucky that we were able to just like thump uh, Toronto to get to the World Series. But like, if he's healthy, we probably beat the Cubs. I mean, that's that's. A, a high likelihood. I'm not gonna say it's a fact because you know you, you never know. But we probably don't have who was it Tomlin starting Game Six for us. Yeah, we, yeah. We probably have Trevor Bauer starting Game Six at home. I like our odds way more than Tomlin just getting his ass kicked by inning three. I want to say it was like probably like 2013 or whenever we got Bauer. I remember dragging my wife to a game, <laughs> like, and I was like. I want to watch this guy warm up. I want to see him throw from foul line to foul line. And the fact that she stuck with me um, either <laughs> says that I, I'm very attractive, um, which we all know that's not the case. It's, it's the latter. Um, whatever, whatever the latter. Whatever the latter is. Whatever the latter is. But I was like, but I mean, like he did these quirky things. But in the alt, in the long run, it was. I think it was. Any way he cut it, it was just too much. He wasn't going to sign here. And well, we weren't going to give him a yeah. $40 million a year deal. No. <laughs> no. And, like, there were only two teams in the running for him anyway. It was the Dodgers who have unlimited money all the time anyway. And the Mets who were like, hey, we're not so sure about this because you won't sign, like, a, a long-term deal with us. 
I so, think Bob Nightingale broke the story the night before that he was signing with the Mets and knowing how Trevor operates, Trevor was like, I was going to sign with the Mets, but just out of spite, I am not going to do that. That is my theory. I am not going to be convinced otherwise. This is this is going right to the top of my cons- sports conspiracy lists. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't. But that sounds very plausible to me. And yeah. I, w- I hope one day we can have Trevor on the show and he can tell me you're an idiot. Why did you even think of that? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I will say I'm sorry, Mr. Bauer. Yeah, I would love for him to tell me I'm an idiot, idiot to my face for him to just come on the podcast. That'd be great. Okay, so we'll start. Let's let's do it this way. I'm thinking. Uh, well, actually, well, first uh, we'll do the projections that are th- being thrown out there. So typically, in most of the projections that I've seen, including the ones that Chris has provided in our notes, most people assume the Twins are going to repeat as division champions somewhere in the ballpark of like 89 to 91 wins or so. Baseball Prospectus has the Twins at 91 wins. Uh, and interestingly enough, the Indians in second place with 86, and the White Sox with 83. And then Fangraph's projections has the Twins at 89 wins, the White Sox at 88, and the Indians barely in the picture at 500 with 81 wins, which I find criminally low. But hey, I'm not the one. I have a that. sports book. I have. I just found You a, found one? I found a sports book nice. for, what do you want first? Do you want MLB wins? Or do you want the favorites in each division or each league for Cy Young? Is that the only ones that they have right now? Yeah, they have Cy Young. Um, okay, I'll do Cy Young real quick. Yeah, do Cy Young, yeah. At the top of the AL, it's Shane Bieber at plus 200 and yeah. Garrett Cole at plus 200. Tyler Glass, now your guy, at plus 800. Yeah, uh, Giolito at plus 900. Uh, Jose Barrios at plus 1600. Ryu at plus 1800. Kenta Maeda at plus 2500. Corey Kluber at plus 2,500. This is the real worst bet ever. Shohei Otani at plus 2,500. And then Dallas Keiko at plus 4,000. And then the Why NL... Would you, how could <laughs> Dallas Keiko be less of a Cy Young candidate? Than Shohei Otani. Uh, um, and then uh, NL, we got Jacob DeGrom at plus 200. Walker Bueller. Okay, the next three are Dodgers. Walker Bueller at plus 500. Trevor Bauer at plus 700. And Hugh Darvish. At plus one thousand, Max Freed at plus fourteen hundred, and Kershaw plus sixteen hundred. Wow, that Kershaw number—that's it's tasty. That is, yeah. Well, you Darvish, you Darvish is on the Padres. Thank you. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. I was like, wait, as I was saying, I was like, wait, Darvish is not with the Dodgers. For a second uh, but, there, I was like, oh my God, are you like, did I forget something? <laughs> like, are you serious? But no, they do have three of the top like six people. Uh, I just love that arms race going on in, in Southern California. Oh, right it's, now. it is awesome. I cannot wait to be like watching. I'll like get home at 7 p.m. I can just put on a local, the local game, the Padres Dodgers, like 19 times over the course of the season. We might great. have well, to do some episodes on just those series. That's going to be so fun to watch. But, like, the Kershaw number is great because Kershaw is going to be their third starter. So he's going to get to go up against, like, he's going to always be matched up with up against just a very average pitcher every time. Sure. Inflate those wins. Well, and you, so you, you were talking about, you know, the Dodgers having three of the six candidates in that, uh, in those uh, numbers for betting. But I, 
did not realize this until I reread it, that the White Sox had three of the top seven AL Cy Young vote getters last year. So we'll get to the White Sox when, you know, when we do, but I, that, that's a pretty eye opening. That pitching staff is, the entire pitching staff is better than I think we've been giving them credit for. I I will say I'm, I'll just say it right now. I think they're, I, I have them, I think pegged is, I, I think they might win the division. I really do. Yeah, I, do um, I think they're the most complete team at the moment on paper. Mm-hmm. And that lineup is so, so good that it is going to mask more deficiencies than more deficiencies than what the twins and, and Indians probably can do. But before we get into all that fun stuff, what was the other Okay, yeah, the yeah, other the, the, the win totals. The I'll just go people in our division. Um, so Tigers, obviously, this is high for the Tigers, but seventy point five. Ooh, take the under. Yeah, yeah for sure. Under. Um, let me see. Kansas City Royals seventy three point five, which I that's think is like, right on the mark. That's okay. right where I think it should be. Uh, the Indians eighty two point five. I would definitely take the over on that. Over. Uh, White Sox eighty nine point five, and where are you, Twins? 88.5 for the Twins. Those Twins and Sox numbers are tough. Those are Those real are, tough. Dodgers, really 103.5. <laughs> <God>. Over? <laughs> I guess over. <laughs> um, and then of note, uh, the Rays are 88.5. And I want to see the Padres, though. Padres, 93.5. Man. Those are all right on the mark. Yeah. So for Yankees seem high, ninety five point five. They must be counting on all their starting pitching to stay healthy. Yeah. No. I'd probably go under on that. Yeah, I would too. So yeah, so those are the kind of the that's kind of how how it all shakes out. I think that's pretty much the consensus for the most part. I think most people. The funny thing that I've I've seen is the and if you guys disagree, you can let me know. But I think. What I typically see in a lot of these people talking about the previews and you know projections and stuff like that is like everybody gives the twins a pass. They're just like, oh, the twins are great. They've been great for a few years. Um, <laughs> they're gonna win like they're gonna win the division again. So they they do seem to get like a free pass to just like walking into the division title. And then the White Sox, I would say, you know, the more I considered it deservedly so are kind of, you know, labeled the off season winners, you know, quote unquote. And I think they have had enough success in the past couple of years to maybe warrant it a little bit more than some teams that get that title and label. Um, And they're, you know, people are saying it's basically going to be a two team race with the Indians kind of just like hanging out. Um, That seems to be like the general consensus. And, I figure we can kind of start with the twins and then go down the list here, but I don't know. That seems like where I kind of see things, or, you know, most people viewing things, which for the Indians is probably not a bad thing. Cause they do seem to operate pretty damn well when it comes to being like an underdog. I think Terry Francona gets his teams yeah. to thrive in that environment. Well, you even said earlier, that was one of the things that upset, upset you was seeing them kind of not respected and viewed as the underdog, Steve. That's where I almost disagree with you. I love living in that that realm with Terry, um, yeah. you know, as a team that's only predicted to win 82 wins by Vegas because 
I would say of all the projections that I've seen, and, and I mean those number those Vegas numbers really kind of drive the point home. The Tigers and or I'm sorry, uh, the Twins and the Sox are in the upper 80s number, pretty much by every prediction. Yeah. Then the Indians are kind of in that mid to low 80s, sometimes sneaking kind of up into that like 86, 87 number. And not that I don't disagree with that, because I think, you know, I think that's where we should be based on everything that's happened. But I like being that underdog. I like not having those expectations of World Series or bust. Well, that's what the, I mean, the White Sox are going to have to deal with it. I mean, you know, because the White Sox kind of last year for it being 60 games, you know, they were sort of that under the radar, nobody's really expecting anything from us type of team. And they Mm -hmm. made the postseason. And now this year, it's the expectation, like you said, is World Series or bust. So we'll, you know, hey, plenty of teams. Especially when your coaches, you know, Pushing nearly eighty two, right? Yeah, eighty and, as yeah. well. I should say, yeah, completely. That's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm very curious to see how that's going to work with their clubhouse. But um, it's either going to go very, very well, or it's going to implode. <laughs> like, I feel like there is no middle ground with that uh, yeah. situation. No. I feel no. like there is a chance that, like, that might be why people are thinking the Twins might win the division, just because they're like this. This I this could go very badly with the, this young fun group being told like hey we don't do that in the majors kids and they're like fuck this like we're gonna do it like tim anderson yeah like you've got tim anderson on that team and then like <laughs> like so tim anderson is gonna hit a home run and do a bat flip and then like tony larus is gonna have to defend it or do some bullshit thing in the press right. where he's like yeah let's you know we'll, we'll i talk to him you know, we keep that in house, and it's just not, it's not. That's not White Sox baseball, you know that kind of thing. Um, so that's and then, and then that's when you, see, you begin to see the signs of it cracking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, to me, I I'm fine. Like I, I wish more people were were picking the Indians, but you know, like nothing has worked. I haven't, I still haven't gotten a World Series in my lifetime. So like, if they don't, they didn't pick us in 2016, and we almost won the World Series. So. I'm cool with it. Like it's, I know what we have in our, our starting pitching and I think our offense will be a pleasant surprise. And if that's the case, then we're probably going to be right there competing for a wild card spot. Maybe the division, if it's, if the division winner has low, like 90 under 92 wins, we have a shot to win the division. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. That would, I mean, the division winner to, you know, come close to 93 to 95 wins, I would have to be, I would say that's a pretty surprising season and someone would have to take a big stumble uh, yeah. among the, the other two teams. That would be tough because I mean, gosh, the Indians twins and white Sox just seem so evenly matched to me um, that it would be, that would be a hell of a season for somebody to, to like pull away from the pack like that. It, it'll probably go down to like the final weekend. Yeah. Among a couple, whatever, two of the three teams or whatever. Um, Stock up on your meds now, folks. Oh, my gosh. It, Anxiety I mean, hey, levels will be high for Indians fans. I will not get any sleep. Going to start loading up on melatonin. 
an alcohol now. It's okay. literally the end of February, and he's already stressed about <laughs> September. It's the way to do it, baby. And you know, in the positive, guys, if for some reason our beloved Cleveland Indians um, are not there in September, our Cleveland Browns are, baby. So that's exciting. <laughs> hey, 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 this is not a football podcast. So we're no. going to talk about the draft, no. right? Draft's no. only two months away. <laughs> you put that mock draft away, you fool. Get that out of here. I really want to talk about round uh, rounds five through seven. I, I really think I'm going to nail it. That's where you really win the draft. Year. That's where you really win it, guys. No, God, Little known fact, if you hit on two of, the, two of those picks. Yeah, man. If I, I, heard, I heard rumblings, you know, uh, um, Russell Wilson for our seventh rounder straight up. And I said, <laughs> hell no, you never know what you could get in that seven round pick. Tom Brady. I need a special team gunner more than I need that. <laughs> I want a glue Just guy. Saying. I want it first guy and last to leave. That's all I'm looking for. A glue yeah. guy. <laughs> we will be cutting him in training camp, but he's still a glue guy for that. <laughs> still, training camp, still so. quality, quality player. <laughs> Dear God. Um, Okay, so let's start with the Twins. They are old. I, like, yeah, they're a good team, and they do have young players coming up, and I think over the next few years, they'll have plenty of prospects making their way through the system that, you know, probably should keep them competitive. But in terms of competing this year and kind of like holding on to the old, uh, you know, what was it, La Bamba? structure of like the offense and you know what what they've currently got with the pitching staff which is like which had always been a little shaky and was their Achilles heel but has been sort of solidified recently but I don't know looking at like when you put it on paper oh my god do they have to have everything go right because I'll just throw some names and ages out at you uh on the on the pitch in the pitching rotation Kenta Maeda is 32, not super old, but he's 32. Michael Pineda, 32. And Jay Happ, 38. And he's being, you know, hailed as this, you know, very sneaky, great signing that they made and everything, which I find funny in the sense that it's like, cool. The twins get praised for signing a (laughs) 38-year-old pitcher. Whereas if the Indians did it, it was, oh, scrap heap losers, you know, digging in the trash once again. I just want to say this about Hap, too. He is not a sneaky pickup. I had him on my fantasy team the last two years. That man is done. He's, done. I mean, you know, it's... <laughs> Draft him again this year, just so you can... Yeah, no, just, I cut him already. You it's gotta a dynasty do it. league, and I need you to cut do it. Some, You gotta somebody. care about the Indians. Come on, man. You gotta do the third... The third goal third is what charm. does it. Okay. Yep. Oh, well. Fair um, enough. You sold me. All right, good. Because uh, <laughs> I'm in that league, and I want to. I want to beat you. Um, <laughs> so that's interesting. Then you've got in the lineup for the Twins. Josh Donaldson is 35. Nelson Cruz is 40. And when you look at their projected 2021 lineup, uh, their three, four, five is D- Josh Donaldson, Nelson Cruz, and Miguel Sano. And Miguel Sano apparently now on any given year is going to hit under 200. And I know people are like, well, Hey, you know, it's not like what they had in the, you know, Polanco and 
Rosario and those guys, you know, being gone, you know, they can still mash. And when I look at that roster, it's like, I'd be pretty nervous if my three, four, five was Josh Donaldson, who's getting up there in age, also can't stay healthy. Nelson Cruz, who's 40, can still mash, but he's Roids. 40. Yes, yes. I wonder how he's doing that. And then Miguel Sano, who you really don't know what to expect from him on any given year. That's that's nerve-wracking, along with a pitching rotation that, yeah. for the most part, in their mid-30s. If yeah. this was a shortened season, I would be like, I think they're going to win. I, I still think they could win the division. But I, I just don't know. Like, if the Indians and White Sox stay, like, relatively healthy, I don't know with how old these guys are and how injury-prone several of them are, how this Twins team, unless they have some young guys who just really come up and just, they don't miss a beat, I I don't see in a a normal world how they're going to be there at the end after a 162-game season, still be there and competing. Like, I, I just think, just looking at the lineups, just between them and the White Sox, I don't. I don't think it's plausible. Like they're relying so much on so many old players and that that doesn't, they never hold well, up in a long season. And uh, well, also I don't know why I said Jorge Polanco is not on the team. He absolutely is. So please. Oh, so did I miss something? Fans. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> yeah, no, you so did not. sweat there. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, Oh shoot. Uh, my bad. Um, do I wish he was on another team uh, for the Indians yes. Uh, purposes? Yes. Uh, so wanted to clear that up. Um, the other thing is the twins had so many injuries last year and, you know, still were able to come, you know, come out the other side of it. And I know that, you know, their thinking is like, well, there's no way that could happen again, but it's like, that is some wishful thinking when you're betting on players who are 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a far, like when I, Look at the White Sox. I go, man, I, this team might actually be pretty good. When I look at the Twins, I go, I don't know here. There's a lot that has to go right, and even then, I don't know. You know, I, I they're they're kind. I would say a bit of a shell offensively from what they were a couple of years ago. Um, and it's funny and that it, you mentioned that too. Because I have a stat that proves that Give just it. to be one hundred percent accurate, but keep on going. No, I want that stat now. You want that stat right now? <laughs> yes, all right, all right. Their runs per game dropped over from again. Last year was a weird sample size of only sixty games, but their runs per game dropped from five point eight in two thousand nineteen to four point four eight. They also had a good pitching year last year that obviously kept them around, and they were only allowing three and a half runs per game, whereas the year prior they were allowing 4.65 runs per game. Right. But let's just say they regressed back to that four, closer to that 4.65 allowed, which I'm sorry. Maeda was always a nice player up until last year. He wasn't Kente Mayada Mayada from 2020. He was always a nice player. Um, You know, and and the pitching is getting up there, like you said. So I'm tending to believe that 
with that, they're going to start, you know, you're regressing closer to that number. The other thing with them too, as well as the White Sox that I did not hear many people talk about is what about this new ball? Right. I mean, is this new ball going to hurt these teams more than it hurts, say, a team that's maybe built for a little bit more average and doesn't rely so heavily on the home run ball? Theoretically, yeah. A team that's a little, you know, maybe a little bit more upside pitching-wise, shouldn't they theoretically? Yeah, I mean, I think it, you know, I think it would affect the Twins more than it would the White Sox. The White Sox are a team that I will agree I with that. for average. Yeah. I yeah, will the, agree with that. The, I mean, <laughs> White Sox lineup, mother of God, it's beautiful. So like, they good. hit for lineup, they hit for average and power, and it's top to bottom. And I don't know if that would necessarily affect them, but if the ball is meant to, you know, maybe reduce the home run happy sort of trend, uh, yeah, I mean, I could see the twin because the twins are pretty boomer bust when it comes to that, and yep. for, for a lot of their guys. So I don't know. There, there's a lot here, and, and I know that they've lost. I mean, the twins were pretty much league average in batting average last year. Yeah, add in father time, add in a new ball. I could see some regression, and like hoping that everybody stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll I, take it. You know, it's it's funny because, you know, when the Indians, uh, the year when, uh, well, before last season when Donaldson was, you know, going to sign a deal, it was like, man, he, he'd look really good coming back in an Indians uniform. And it's so funny to think, be- to, th- to think about it now and say, if we had signed him, there's like probably no way on earth we would have ever signed like Eddie Rosario. And probably Cesar Hernandez. Yeah. And would you rather be stuck hoping that Josh Donaldson magically stays healthy for a full season? Or would you rather have Eddie Rosario and Cesar Hernandez on your roster? And that's yet another like smart decision that the Indians made is that they they look at it and they go, you know, Josh Donaldson's an injury prone guy. That will be. I think he has another year on his deal too, um, with the Twins. And it's like you got a guy who's going to be like thir- in his mid thirties, going to be like thirty six next year. And I don't know, you're paying him however much you're paying him, but it's like for the Indians, that'd be like a killer. They'd be they'd be done it, by that. It would be an albatross. Yes, and they would they, not, they would have to deal with it for years. Four years, $92 million. Four years? Yeah, it ends. He's only in the second year of it, Steve. There's two more years after this. And they don't have a club option until 2024. So they're stuck with that deal for two seasons after this season. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, he'll be 37. That's wild. Crazy. I mean, I, I have a feeling they are going to not, they're, they're going to get very little out of him at the back end of that deal. Not to mention they're one of their top prospects. I, I use prospect loosely. Uh, Brian Buxton is turning like 28 this year. But how long I mean, have you been hearing Buxton, about yeah. how long have been hearing about like the, him for being the savior, the, you know, the next great prospect in their organization? And like he just 
I really feel it kind of started coming on last year. But he's injury prone too. Yeah. I mean, he's he does the the Grady Sizemore Bradley Zimmer thing where it's like, you know, body be damned. I'm going to jump headfirst into this wall and uh, <laughs> dislocate my shoulder and be out for three months. Like, but that's just so who he cool. is. And he's never like, you know, he, he's more of like a bottom of the order type of guy. Like, yeah. you know, he's never lit it up offensively. So he he's, you know, he's a great center fielder. But I mean, you know, I, I know that they have a number of, other prospects coming up and some younger guys. Uh, but I'm, you know, I, I really, they are, their whole offense is built on like these power guys. And if they're not, if they're not hitting for power or they're hurt, I think they're in a lot of trouble. I, I really, really do. Especially in a division like this, um, having to play like, when you look at it, it's like the Twins are going to have to play 38 games against the White Sox and Indians. When you put it in that context, for any of these teams, really, if if you guys who have if you guys have if you have guys who are hurt or you don't have the depth, a bad week could be like murderous. It could be, it. be bad. It could be it. Yeah, yeah. Have have they decided how they're doing the scheduling this year? Are they going to do a something like? Kind of quasi similar to last year. Are they are they doing a completely normal schedule this season? It's a normal schedule okay. as of right now. Okay. Um, I guess that could be subject to change, but this year it's a normal schedule. Um, so yeah, yeah. But the way things are going, COVID wise, I wouldn't expect no changes on that front. I don't think you'll see anything minor league, which like the minor league system is doing something kind of completely goofy. Uh, for those who don't follow, they are playing literally six games a week, and it's the same two teams for all six games. Whoa! You just gotta get that. them out of the way. That's crazy. yeah. It's like it's it's not. It's like it's it's crazier. You know, you'll go on the road and face. You know, <laughs> nineteen straight against the Indians. Yeah, it's it's bonkers. <laughs> I think some of the upper levels are doing are are mixing in, but like you'll be on the road for six, then you'll be home for six. But like you're playing like the same like two teams each of those two weeks, so you're kind of staying in a little bubble amongst those four teams. That's crazy. It's bonkers. You're not seeing. You're not going to see that in the the big leagues. It's going to be more of a traditional season this year. Thank God. Yeah, that that would get a little wild. Plus, no one wants to see the Kansas City Royals, like, more than we have to. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like If he was a week straight of Tigers games. Oh, my goodness. Twins also uh, signed Andrelton Simmons, play short. Um, They lost a couple couple big names, Eddie Rosario, Jake Odorizzi out of the the rotation. Mm -hmm. And I believe uh, let's see, Trevor May, right? Yes, he's uh, yep. with the May now. So, uh, JC Romero, once yep. Frankie Lindor left the American League, he was like, "Well, what do I got to do? Stay and run in the Central?" So he left. Uh, and Marwin yeah. Gonzalez so, is another name that uh, I was happy to see leave. And I believe Marwin Gonzalez is still unsigned. Thought he just signed with someone. Did he sign somewhere? I thought he. I'm no, on it. I think it's the Red Sox. Yes, that sounds 
Okay. Yes. The Red Sox. So he like just signed with, with yeah, that. just like the other day. Barf. Okay. Yeah. Well. Um, okay. So th- that's kind of where I fall in the Twins. I feel like they uh, of these three teams, um, I do feel like they are the ones most susceptible to like injuries and like falling apart. Should there be roadblocks in terms of like guys struggling or like there being injuries, uh, you know, either in the rotation or the lineup, like they really have to be hoping for a lot of things to go right. Like this, this is like the last go around with this current roster. So I know they're in like desperation mode, but, and they're full of veterans, but mm, I don't know. doesn't always work. We'll see. I know you sometimes love the veterans, teams. Sometimes it does work with veterans and like, that's how you get to the world series. But the twins also need to actually win a playoff game to consider that. So yes, <laughs> considering their like start 18 there. here Ooh. recently, dear God, I, d- I don't want a team of moldy oldies. That's just me. That's what the no. twins are. The yeah. Minnesota old, I mean, uh, moldy oldies. We'll see. So on the other side of the coin, you got as Fabs as said before, a, a real talented young team in the White Sox. Um, and I know we've gone back and forth before on the White Sox talking about, you know, uh, their pitching being a little suspect, but man, I don't know. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> I, I, I think, cause we haven't even like necessarily considered Michael Kopech, who's going to start the season in the minors, but he would potentially be added to a rotation of Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, Lance Lynn, and Dylan Cease. And then you've still got like Carlos Rodon, who can who can spot start. And um, then you've got Kopech, who, you know, at some point will come up this season. Um, that's an unbelievable rotation. And then the bullpen was good last year, and then they went and signed Liam Hendricks yep. for, to be their closer. In yeah. addition to a lineup that is honestly terrifying. Yeah. So again, on paper, you know, the games still have to be played and they've never all been together for a full season. Tony LaRusso might be a bit of a wild card. Who knows? But like, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Pretty damn good. I, feel I just like. find, as you lay it out and look, look through it, I just find it super weird that so many people are picking the Twins by like multiple games, like by four or five games, in some cases, to win the division over the White Sox. Like I can, I can see the Indians. Like that, that makes sense. They have a better offensive lineup. Once you get past number three, it's a little suspect. Our our starting rotation could be super good. Could could be very average. Um, but yeah, I I agree. I mean, like I don't think Keiko is thirty three. I don't. Lance Lynn is going to be thirty four. So, like, there could be some, they might regress a little bit. And last year, that, I mean, that's, sure. that is, like, an interesting stat. Like, they had three of the top seven uh, Cy Young uh, finalists. But, like, last year was also, like, it's hard because, like, I want to give Shane Bieber his due for his great season. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I, Kent Maeda to me, is not a Cy Young finalist. Like, Dallas Keiko was not a Cy Young finalist to me. Um like I don't know how like I I last year I think make props up their starting pitching a little bit, but I do think it's definitely good enough. With, I mean Giolito is like he's like a legitimate ace. 
Keiko's like pretty good, but he's getting up there. Lance Lynn, I like Lance Lynn, but like they don't, they just need to be average with how good their offense is. If they, if they all just had 4.0 ERAs, they're still going to like cruise into 88 wins, 90 wins with how good their offense is. Like they have six or seven guys who can hit over 30 home runs and hit like 250 and above. So like this team is like very well-rounded and they're going to be fun to watch too. I, I just don't like the Tony La Russa thing. It's such a weird wrinkle in it though. It's, it, it's such a weird, like it was a really weird choice. Uh, it was a really weird choice. And I just think that could be their Achilles heel might be their, their was what two or three world series winning time winning 82 year old manager. Like I, I think that could, that could cause disruption, but I don't know. I think they can overcome it. Yeah. I, um, I'm holding out hope that there's a mutiny before <laughs> Memorial day with Larusa and, and the players and that, uh, the season gets derailed. Um, I will say this Lance, the Lance Lynn trade was one of those moves where I was like, Oh yeah, that happened. And I completely forgot about it. Maybe I'm writing him off a little bit more. Um, but to me, I'm not really all that impressed with Lance Lynn at this point in his career. He's just, but I get why they go and trade for him because he's going to give you 180, 185 innings. Yep. And with a young rotation, you Eat know, especially those last, Last couple in it or last couple <laughs> starters, they need a guy to you know just eat innings. Right. Um, but that that bullpen, oh my gosh! I mean, they lost Colomay, but then to replace him with Liam Hendricks, it's like okay, he, that that's that's still an upgrade. Yeah. Um, but they have a very power arm bullpen that even uh, the last couple of years. I did not like seeing as an Indians fan just because I was like, dear sweet baby Jesus, like they just got like three dudes who could just come out, you know, inning after inning who just will pump 96 plus mile an hour heat and uh, we're done. <laughs> like we're done. Right. So that bullpen um, I think is really good. The staff on paper looks nice. I mean, it remains to be seen. I think, like Fab just said about Keuchel and Lynn, you know, they're not spring chickens. Um, but the the starting lineup is also quite nice, and I'm a little envious of that. The one thing I will say, too, about them, I was a little shocked to find out that the average age of that, of that team last year was 28, and they kind of augmented the team with a couple older players this year. So yeah. they're not as young top to bottom as like some people will make it out to be, but they do have a lot of good young talent and that core. It's a good. They have the right it's a mix. Nice of mix. Veteran. It's, a, it's a nice yeah, mix. They yes. Yep. They really like do. And Jose, Jose Abreu is like 32 years old. And everybody was like falling he's in love with him. 34. Like, 34. I'm so. Oh my wow. gosh. Wow. I really only have everyone's ages. That's like that's the only like, information I can give you. Like I like <laughs> last year that was like kind of like the maddening statistic. Cause like if you follow if you follow the, the league at all, I mean you've heard of Abreu before. Yeah. But the casual fans, that was really kind of their first taste of him. And it's like this dude's been around for a good while. 
and he's been a good player. Yeah. They've just been oh yeah he, garbage. <laughs> like up until yeah. 2019 when they were about a 500 ball club, you know, he was on some pretty crappy White Sox teams for a while. Yeah, there. he was. But all he's done is produce every he's single just, yeah, year. He's just Mr. Consistent. I do want to also put some... I, I also have to put some respect on uh, Dallas Keuchel's name and that he is a former Cy Young winner as well. He is. Yeah, he is. I, I, only, I mean, I know that like for the Twins, it's the same thing where I'm like, okay, they have some starters in their mid-30s. The White Sox have starters in their mid-30s in, in Keuchel and Lynn. So it's like, yeah, the wheels could fall off on that front. Like, Lynn could have a sudden regression. I think he's been in the top six of Cy Young voting of the last in the last two seasons. But it's, it's I, you, you know, there is that track record there. He's always been really serviceable. He'll be an innings eater for sure. Um, Keuchel obviously has multiple great seasons under his belt. Um, and, you know, reasonably you could expect something close to that again. But who knows? I mean, you know, it's funny because on the Indian side of things, it's, it's like, I, I think I... I think ultimately I'd want to be on the Indian side when it comes to the starting rotation and that obviously you've got a great one, two and Bieber and Plesak. Savali is a pretty solid three, a really solid three in a lot of cases. Um, and then you've got, you've got a number of young arms that are very talented, a little bit more unproven, and you're going to see how it all shakes out, but they're all young. They're all in the prime of their careers that's all lined up really solid and the Indians have that depth there as well. So, yeah, I, you know, it, it might be hard to, you know, when you haven't had any pitching, it's like, Oh great. We got, we have Lance Lynn, we have Dallas Keuchel. Great. But you know, when you start pushing, yeah, your mid thirties, that, that can be tough. It's like not more, far more pitchers are at the tail end of their careers than still in the prime of it. Yeah. At 32 to 35. I'll take I'll take a cavalcade of twenty five year old pitching over guys pushing their mid thirties. Yeah, every one of our pitchers is just yeah. Plesic's twenty six, Bieber's twenty five, Savali's twenty five, McKenzie's twenty three, Logan Allen's like, twenty three. Like it's I I love it. Like yeah, I'd rather I'd rather be wondering is. I, I've read Aaron Savali has a new pitch, kind of like a split change that he's developing. And so he's trying to like develop like a third or fourth pitch um, that a lot of guys around the league have, um, including Kent Maeda, some version of it used to great success. I'd rather, and, and I mean, I know Aaron Savali, I know Chris, you've mentioned it. People can, people call him sneaky Cy Young contender down the road kind of guy, um, a Corey Kluber type. Mm-hmm. with his control that's your number three awesome and yeah you're hoping that he blossoms tristan mckenzie like you said fabs is 23 has a world of potential in front of him and you go yeah. that's our four currently i always like to say are and we like i'm on the team and i know that's always we are we are we're definitely we are in spirit <laughs> in spirit you know if it wasn't but, for this podcast and the and the odd and the lord's work that we're putting in mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. these guys honestly they might not put in the work in the in the off season and in the locker room towards the tail end of the season, Ooh. and uh, they might, you know, they might uh, they might get a little down. But you know, that's 
purely speculation. Yeah, the the Lindor quote from the day. Uh, what? Yeah, did I? You did I? Privy to? Did I? Did I just quote? Did you drop a Lindor quote? I, a Lindor I, quote sorry. where he admits to essentially giving up on the 2020 season. Ooh. I don't know. I feel like that's a, like I that could be next. Stay tuned for next yeah, episode. episode. I yeah. quote, "Fucking hate that trash bag city, Cleveland. I'm so glad I can live <laughs> in a city that has Chinese food 24 seven. End quote. <laughs> and somehow that, was, that somehow that flew under the radar. <laughs> I saw a longer quote where he actually called out the California Penal League as being oh the best and the worst at the same time. So, okay, I mean. I mean, I'll, I'll take, take that. I'll take no I mean, press. That's bad high press. praise, though, too. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, boy, really, can't, he really can't make his mind up about us. That's okay. no, it's he's torn. It's it's cool. That's fine. We get it. Um, all right. So, uh, well, also the White Sox added Adam Eaton too to a lineup that's already bonkers. So, yeah. I mean, you know, hey, I'll take. I mean, it's like. I don't know if that's going to put them over the edge, but if the Indians and White Sox could like form a dual team. Like they'd have a really good team. That'd be like a hundred and thirty-five win team. Yeah, let's just get all the talent that can maybe beat the Dodgers. Let's just get all the talent <laughs> of the teams that reside on the Great Lakes and form a super team. I would love to see a, a Great Lakes super team versus a Padres uh, Dodgers super team. That'd be a fun series. I will let you cool. even add the Angels to that mix too. Oh, but yeah, get Trout. Just so my start, trial. That's all I want. So you're yeah. talking like basically like Major League Baseball turns into the Little League regionals. Where, Dude, yeah, yes, they should do that. <laughs> that should be that would be an awesome like end of season like that'd be a cool tournament. That would tournament, be so fun. yeah. Oh yeah, you do like a regional regional all star tournament. Are you kidding me? Do just replace the World Baseball Classic now. Screw it. Yes, That's get gone. rid of that shit. Yes. <laughs> Give hey, me the I adult that. World Series. That'd be great. <laughs> and it's all played at like like Williamsport and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which we yeah, play there this play. year. <laughs> we play there. I you know what? Yeah, so today, can play there so, this year. Um so news dropped <laughs> that, anyway, continue. <laughs> that uh Pools is retiring at the end of the year. And I went and looked up to see when they're coming to town. They're coming at the end of August. And one of those games is going to be played this Sunday. It's a Friday through Sunday series. And one of those games is being played at Williamsport. Yep. I was like, oh, so I literally have to go to the Friday or Saturday game now to see it. That's so amazing. What a, uh, what a painful experience that must be for you. I feel gypped. Yeah. (laughs) That that sounds painful, I don't know if I will, you know, emotionally make it through that weekend. Well, you think we're Albert Pujols will get on? I'll probably be fine, but you know, I'll probably you, be able to get tickets too. But I would assume you can. Do you think Albert Pujols will get like the the like retirement treatment that like guys get? No, because he doesn't play for the Yankees, right? Yeah, he's not. It's only reserved so. for for the Yankees players, <laughs> right? Exactly, right. Oh, guys, guess who we play a bunch of times in the last two weeks? I'm Kansas sure. Royals. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Which that's is a good perfect segue. segment. Yay. Uh, <laughs> Segway. So the Royals, the Kansas City Royals, have like very weirdly been making a number of moves to stay competitive or to, you know, be competitive this year. You wouldn't expect 
that the Royals would be making much noise. They're in a rebuilding phase. They, um, you know, they, they're, I would argue that the Royals are sort of a rudderless ship a bit in terms of what they're trying to do. It's like they've got talent. Whit Merrifield being one of their most talented players, but I don't, it's like he does, it, we've talked about this before. He doesn't really line up where the trajectory of this franchise is going. No. So like he's going to be traded. For sure. Um, but in the meantime, through through a number of additions, this lineup's actually pretty solid. This year they added <sighs> Carlos Santana um, <laughs> and they added uh, Andrew Benatendi, Michael Taylor, and Mike Miner uh, to the rotation. So weirdly enough, that go and that's also in addition to the lineup that includes currently Whit Merrifield, Jorge Soler, uh, Adalberto Mondesi if he has a bounce back campaign, and that just goes without saying too that the Royals give us a whole hell of a lot of trouble. The Indians a lot of trouble, and really any Always. American just, League Central team like they, they're just just competitive. And you know I would fully expect that to be the case this year and. The rotation leaves something to be desired. So, like, I do feel like, I don't know, you know, the Royals are mid-70s in terms of wins, probably. Probably on the high end. That that seems very spot on for them. Yeah, Yeah, I, I would say that that's best case scenario just because I don't, like, Mike Miner, I, 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 what is he? Like, I'd have to look it up. 33.2. Look at you in these ages. So that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> hey man, he's here for the ages. Got to have checking, the age guy. You got to have an age guy. Checking IDs, <laughs> very important. But you know, rotation of like Brad Keller, Danny Duffy, Brady Singer, Mike Miner. Um, that's serviceable. But it's I saw not some things instill. out of Singer last year that I was like, this kid could be pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, Brady Singer's not bad. Has some work um, to do, but. I think he came on at the end of the 60 game season. I think he was yeah, like he pitched I think he, last year. No, I mean, I think like oh, he struggled out of the gate, but had a pretty good end of the year. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And then, you know, Danny Duffy's always serviceable. Uh, Mike Miner had like that really good year a couple of years ago. And uh, I think Brad Keller even stabilized a bit last year as well. Um, but I don't know. It, it's just, it's like, it's kind of, you know, as an Indians podcast, I'm sure I can speak for all three of us when I say it'll be a bummer watching Carlos Santana, A, kick the crap out of the Indians when he plays them, but then also be kind of be on a so-so team and play out the rest of his career on like a, right. you know, team that's probably not making the playoffs. To me, that team is doing the whole trying to rebuild on the fly, kind of like the Indians seem to be, at least on paper. Um, But they just don't have the assets that we do. Right. I mean, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from They're rebuilding on the fly. They're a little more closer to a rebuild than a retool. Yeah, they don't have Mm -hmm. the pitching that like we were immediately able to plug in at least keep you competitive. Yeah, no, yeah, they are, yeah, they're in a weird spot, like, where it, they're semi-full rebuild, but they won't be that bad, 
Like they're still going to be like competitive because no. their offense is going to be like pretty. They're going to be super annoying though. They're going to be a pain in the ass for the Indians. They had a nice, solid offense. Like just looking back at their numbers last year, again, shortened season, all that. Um, they didn't mash the ball, but they were kind of league average, I think, for homers. I can pull that up here quickly. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, they're going to well, get you do that. Three, four, five runs, and like if the Indians are their offense is struggling against them, like yeah. they're giving up three runs, it's just like oh great, we lost the Royals three to two, like four, four games in a row. Yeah, uh, they were a little under league average in the home run department, but like their extra base hits beyond that, right there, they're they're kind of in that let's hit for a decent average and hit doubles offense. Yeah, and Brad Rich. Keller, uh, well, that is the Royals' way. Um, I was going to say, uh, yeah. That's what I like. Uh, and, and then just switching over to the pitching staff, Brad Keller actually had a pretty good uh, season. He had like a 247 ERA last year in nine starts. Um, and then he had a pretty good rookie season as well. Uh, went like 7-14 in 2019, but still a respectable ERA. Um, I think a touch over 4, 419. So Brad Keller and Brady Singer being mid in their mid twenties, you're looking to those guys to kind of anchor your, um, yeah. your, your rotation. The sad thing about the Royals is that they'd be in a different position. If you were Donovan Ventura hadn't passed away, um, which is like a huge bummer for their franchise because gosh, I mean, if you had him in addition to a Brad Keller and a Brady singer, you'd probably be looking at like a four team race in the, in the AL central. So it's, I do feel bad for the Royals. I mean, I, you know, it's always sad when these players pass away like this unexpectedly. But like, I feel like that put the Royals in a weird position as it well. Certainly set them back. Yeah, yeah there's no question and about I, it. Yeah, and it's like a that's just like a bummer all around for them to have because like you have to imagine it's like that guy was your ace, and I mean, same with like when Jose Fernandez passed away too. It's like. It's like, you know, these if you had a guy who's anchoring your rotation, you lose that guy uh like that in such a sad way. It's like, what do you do as a franchise? You know? It's like yeah. you're like, well, our plan suddenly is completely different. And so the Royals, unfortunately, due to circumstance, are sort of like I said, that rudderless ship where they're like, Well, we kind of have to figure out a way. I mean, I guess they could have given Trevor Bauer forty million dollars, but <laughs> Uh, they got Patrick no. Mahomes money, baby. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, him alone, man. He could pay for Bauer. But I don't know. I always think about that. It's always like in the back of my head with the Royals. I don't know if you ever think about that. I do. Yeah. Um, it's sad. Honestly, I, I sometimes I, I forget about it, to be completely honest. But now that you're, you know. You don't care that he it. died? You don't, oh, I no, I totally hurts. care that. Jesus Christ. Heartless person, no soul. I have sold it, actually. Okay, true. Okay, truth time, guys. I sold it years ago. uh, For the Cavs championship. Put a a lot of money on it, and uh, I was really big. I was going all in on 2016, and I. The only stipulation that I made was two championships. I did not realize that with said deal that the minor league uh, hockey franchise in Cleveland would be a part of said deal. <laughs> oh, and no. That would be my second championship. 
So <laughs> that one's on me, guys. Sorry. You'll have a lot of time to think about that when you're being tortured in hell for all eternity. Well, maybe there's like an opt-out clause after a few years. I don't know. I haven't looked at the paper. There's probably some way to there's probably some way to get your soul back. I think there is. Yeah, I'm I'm I sure of it. Think. Um but yeah, with the Royals, like, you know, I really wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked to see them be competitive and give all three teams fits. That that will always be a series where as an Indians fan, you're gonna be like, I mean like you know going into like a three gamer with those guys, you're in for it. And right. and you it's can't never take them shocking. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And um that'll be fun. So uh the Indians will have to contend with not only the Twins and White Sox who are like World Series contenders, but then the Royals who are obviously no pushover. In terms of an actual pushover in the Central, I know some people have given the Tigers some love recently in terms of like, hey, maybe they're further along than we think, but uh, I don't really know. I think the Royals... Who are these people? I need receipts. Um, um, I've read some... I have read some roundtables with some reporters where there are some opinions that are like... Hey, the Tigers actually might be okay this year for reasons I don't quite understand. I, I kind of, you know, hey. like they might not lose a hundred games. Well, okay, Miguel like Cabrera they might only lose like ninety nine. Those people, <laughs> yeah. all right. But to both, of, yes, to both of those things. Um, okay, I, I mean, what you know? Hey, the, the Tigers unfortunately are in like for them the the throes of like absolute despair. Like that's what more can you say? The caution, I was going to say, they're the cautionary tale of why you don't mortgage the farm and try to just trade away every top prospect. Yep. Um, and you try to do a balancing act of what the Indians do and what the Padres have really done here in the last 18 months or so where, They've made some huge moves, but have somehow still managed to keep like their top four or five prospects. Like five, like six through like fifteen. Yeah, bye bye. But you you got to hold on to some of your own too, right? Yeah, I mean, just seeing you know all of their aces just being in World Series, World Series after World Series after World Series has got to just make you sick if you're a Tigers fan. Because I mean, if, you. It, it's just remember, the, remember they used to have Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer Matt on the Scherzer, same roster. Like holy yeah. Christ! Also, just they had a good they, run, man. I mean, they had a good run. It's just they that did. they they just they should have won that one world. They should have gone to that one World Series where uh, Poppy hit that like grand slam in like Game Three. They were going up three zero, and that like the police officer in the bullpen with his arms like raised, and the guy right. catches it like falling into the bullpen, and he hits a grand slam to like tie the game in the bottom of the eighth of like game three, they go up on that. They probably, you know, take the series. Yeah. I mean, Hey, but then what if Verlander run. left and contributed to banging on trash cans? That's true. Oh, a what if a, what if for another day? Uh, Verlander did seem to find the fountain of youth as soon as he left Detroit's yep. kind of amazing. Weird. It, yeah. It's I'm yeah. going to, so with Verlander, I think it's one of two things happened with with that move to Houston. 
either there was a foreign substance mixture that he suddenly got his hands on, no pun intended, or Kate Upton finally said yes to marrying him, and that was just a uh, weight I mean, lifted yeah. off his shoulders, <laughs> and everything was right in the that world. That sends you to another and, like, being, man. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you are on such a different plane of existence at that point. Yeah. That, like, nothing, like... Just like imagine being Justin Verlander, man. Like, what what God. don't you have in this life? What a what a I, what I was, world do you I, exist I kind in? Kind of, I, I'm not kind of. I am envious of that man. Like, he looked dead in the water those last year and a half or so in Pittsburgh yeah. or in Detroit. I'm sorry. Yeah, he did. And then just whoop did he do? Dog is traded at the deadline and. My yeah. goodness! Like, I mean, man, I don't looks know if like he can pitch for another five years. Yeah, although didn't isn't he? Uh, he's not pitching this year, right? No, no, Tommy John, I believe. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a bummer. Um, but still, um, he gets to spend his free time with Kate Upton. Not that I'm keeping. What if she just yeah. farts all the time and they smell terrible? God, I, dude, for, I can't believe it, but like, for having I was like make a fart joke too, for having like such luck in his life, I I hope so. Do you think that like, do you think that he, like, he has gotten like annoyed with her when they've been in like quarantine all of like in the last year? I feel like he probably has like the biggest place that like quarantine though. Like, he probably has a whole workout facility. I was that say he's just like he's living going in to this Texas. Wing. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's living like, in Texas. There's no tax there. He's yeah. making how much money? I mean, his house has got to be, probably. you know, so big. And that, where he's like, like said, it's like I'm, I'm going to my wing of the house, and I'm going to play video games and uh, eat Doritos and drink Mountain Dew. And I mean, that's uh, gotta be like, pretty. You made him like twelve. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> because like deep down inside like that's what I would do too um, yeah. and, and um, do you ever think though yeah. he, has to, like, he has to remind himself that he's like, like he's like he's like I'm I am married to like Kate Upton like I really like 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 yeah her farts stink but like but I'm married I mean, I don't to her know, like I won the like, genetic like, lottery like, you're, you're I'm playing Major League Baseball so your threshold's way higher if you're married to Kate yeah. Upton for sure and it's because she's so cool. Like, mm-hmm. she is. she's like a beautiful woman, but like, she is so cool that I don't know. It's like, I'm not going to lie. Some of her tweets, like, by like Major League Baseball, like, effing him over by yeah, like not giving him the Cy Young. She's awesome. And like, that she's the only one who should be doing that to him. Like, I was like, this girl is way funnier than what we got out of the other woman. Like that movie vastly oversold her role. Oh, I love that. No, movie. no, that she great. was like way underplayed. Like, and I love Leslie Mann. Cameron Diaz was like a childhood crush of mine. Like, that's like the perfect like Leslie Mann is like. I saw a great tweet. Like, if you're in a '90s like rom com, your wife is Leslie Mann. Sometimes it's not, but most times it is, and it's like. Leslie Mann's hilarious. Cameron it's either Diaz. Leslie Mann or Rose Byrne. Or Rose Byrne. Oh, that, that was, yes, so yes. Rose Byrne was the other one. Yes. I knew I was forgetting. Rose Byrne's awesome, too. Okay. Their house was, is sick. Their house is so sick, guys. It's They're in Beverly Hills. They're, it's they're, it's they're, a they're, thousand square feet. 
Yeah, it's it's a one bedroom bungalow. Uh, it's up Benedict Canyon in Beverly Hills. Uh, it's like massively big. They have full tennis court, huge properties. Probably cost so much money because Beverly Hills is the most expensive. Uh, obviously, a nice pool. It's actually the uh, street my boss is when I worked for the Oscars. His house was on the street, but his was much more modest uh, compared to the Verlander's house. <laughs> Please tell me he has a pool in the shape of like his jersey number or something. Or, like, no, it's like, it's like a not a rectangle, but it's just like a, a weird shape. But like it, it's just like a it's a pretty modest pool. Like it's it's okay. nice, but it doesn't look like there's a waterfall or anything like that. It looks like mm. it looks very. It looks like a very nice, you know, modern uh, farmhouse ish, which is pretty big in out here in LA. That's like the new thing, these farmhouse type houses. I don't know. Well, hey, I can't remember how we got to this point, but like, good for Justin Verlander, man. Yeah. <laughs> what a life. We were talking good about the you. Detroit Tigers used to, oh, when yeah. they used to be good <laughs> six years ago, seven years right, ago. Yeah. Right. It wasn't right. even that long ago. That's the crazy thing. Ooh. Maybe Justin now Verlander just, sold his soul. They're just Mickey and the Mud Hens. Yeah. As Tom Hamilton likes to call them. It is like crazy. I I do love to look at like just how quickly things change in sports. I mean, NBA is like you can't even keep track of it now. Like, yeah, the light speed. Like it's light speed. But even in baseball, like you always assume baseball is just like slow. Actually, isn't light speed just thing. time? Isn't light yeah, speed, light just speed time. is time? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. So um, like the speed of light or speed of sound. I don't know. But you always assume like baseball. You're like, oh, it's just like such a slow moving thing. But it, it really isn't. Just you look at the yeah. state. I mean, I guess. The Yankees have been a constant. The Astros have been for the last six years. But, I, I mean, other than that, I mean, the Indians have been kind of been there, too. But and the NL has been crazy. I mean, the Dodgers have been, like, the one constant, but the Braves got good suddenly. The Nationals won a World Series two years ago. Remember that? Like, holy God. Like, yep. What's yeah. going on? It's 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 fun. It's Dogs awesome. and cats and living together. and <laughs> It's madness. It is. Um, okay, so uh, we will have more AL Central preview fun for you guys. Um, unless you guys have anything coming, anything well, else? That you I was just going to say, like, it is it is amazing how many little moves have happened that kind of start mounting up to like big moves. And at the time of this recording, I still feel like there's a move out there. That's gonna happen. That we're gonna be like, okay, it was a three-team race. Uh, this team's kind of pushed themselves just that much more over the edge, mm-hmm. and and kind of maybe took that step to to maybe uh, be a little bit more of a clear-cut winner. Um, maybe the Royals do something, and we're like. We didn't like how those three idiots were talking about us, and we don't want to be a seventy-four win team. We disagree. We want. We disagree. We want to, you know, be up in the big boy table, and you know, we pay the, some wins. We paid the Angels nine hundred million dollars for Mike Trout. <laughs> Cash. He would still find a way not to make wrong. the playoffs. Oh, he would make the playoffs. He would make the playoffs. <laughs> I, I mean, God. I feel like the only team that could do a move like what you're talking about, I mean, it's short of obviously the Indians just doing 
some insane thing, but like a micro move is probably the White Sox. It's, it's, and that's the team that I'm thinking of too. Yeah, yeah. If they add another like good arm uh, to their rotation, then it's like okay, right. well, they almost are matching the Indians at this point uh, with their rotation. Their their lineup is obviously way better, and their bullpen is like probably a little bit better, but like we'll just say on the same like level. So yeah, I mean, I think I think it's got to be the White Sox are the one. Like the Twins, there's nothing they could do. Unless they're like, oh, Nelson Cruz is like 32 years old now. And yeah. like Kenta Maeda is 30. <laughs> they, wave the, they wave the magic wand and like suddenly all their guys are made of Teflon right. and 10 years younger. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know like on the starting pitcher front who's still out there. Uh, I, I don't even know if it's necessarily like a pitcher that the White Sox would sign or trade for, but like if they go out and like go, uh, you know, this guy's they're going to be our number five to start the season, and it's just a slight upgrade, right? Right. You know that that maybe can allow for one of their younger pitchers to kind of hold back in AAA for a little while, and mm-hmm. then. Just get some more seasoning. That's the kind of move I'm thinking of. Well, apparently Cole Hamilton. Because I mean, there's only so many Billy Hamilton moves out there. Well, Cole Hamels is chilling out there. I could see. uh, Oh, that's a that's not a bad option right there. I could see a team like yeah, as a number five. I mean, he's thirty thirty seven, but I mean, you know, you take a flyer on it. Twenty starts. Yeah. Or the you know shoot the if the Royals were like, hey why not uh, let's see what we got with this guy for a year or two if you know if we wanted to maybe catch lightning in a bottle and say like hey maybe this year we are competitive and maybe we do try to yeah you know I, they seem to the the Royals definitely are not taking it lying down at, uh, unlike a team like the Pirates right or. Uh, the Rockies. It's like they want, they would, it, it would but, appear. That, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice. But it appears that the Royals have every intention of competing, like they always do. So there's very few teams where it's like this team is going to be ninety plus losses, and I mean that that's a short list this year. It was like the Pirates, the Rockies, the Orioles, probably the Tigers, and the Tigers. Dude, how sure. bad are the Rockies going to be this year with the Padres and Dutch? They might lose oh. 36 games. And I'm just thinking they're going to probably trade Story, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, what, just what blow you, it up. Because he's kind of now in that same Merrifield mold where it's like, well, but yeah, I mean, he doesn't really fit the timeline. It was like, the point. may as well get something for him. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Sucks. I like the Rockies, <laughs> but they are going to be awful. Um, okay. All right. To wrap this up, I have our random Indian of the week. Ooh, let's do it. Okay. This might be too easy, but we'll see. So we need one. We need a layup. After I know we, we got to get a layup here. So I will say, I'll start off by saying I picked a, I picked a guy who played during the dark age period between 2010 and 2012 okay. in that, in that three year stretch. Oh okay. no. Okay. So this is a grotesque era, short era for the Indians, but pretty bad nonetheless. So he played in one of those three seasons. He appeared in 64 games for the Indians. 
He played on seven teams in his career, and he's tied for 68 all time on the stolen base list with 408 stolen bases. Just a few behind uh, our good buddy Rajay Davis. I will. Uh, I'll give you a couple other stats for you as I well. I, but I'll I go. Over, I'll, guess. I'll say them again. Do you think you have a guess? I think I have a guess. Hit me, Michael Bourne. No, I'm sorry. It's not Michael Bourne. <sighs> Michael Bourne. I believe. Start. I believe his first season was 2013. When they brought Nick uh, on. Yeah, maybe. So again, this is okay, can you 2010 can you repeat them real quick? Okay, so 10, yeah. 11, or 12 season. 10, 11, or 12. Okay, okay, okay. Um, appeared in 64 games for the Indians. He hit 222, four homers, 19 RBIs, uh, six doubles, you know. 207 at Really bats. lit up the stats. <laughs> yeah, really, really blew you away. In those 64 games, uh, played for seven teams in his career. Okay. Oh, and, didn't play for that many. and he's tied for 68 all time <laughs> on the stolen base list with 408 career stolen bases. So it's a long career. God. That was like Matt Laporta era, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, Christ. And I'll give I'll if you guys give up, I'll give you one clue that absolutely will okay. give it away. Because we had I'm, some like I'm, randos. We had some like total randos those those three years. Um that he played we, for I'll, I'll give you this too. He played for 18 years. Oh shit. Oh my god. Pri- uh, primarily AL or NL. Um, all AL. Oh, all AL. Okay. Stolen base numbers is where I'm going with this, at least. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So probably outfielder would be my guess. Yeah. But like trying to think of one who only played 60, the 64 game thing is like totally throwing me yeah, off. Yeah. And, it's and so little. In hindsight, born, I don't think he even played on four teams. 18 seasons, Jesus Christ. Um is his is his name recognizable? Yep. You guys want me to give you the clue? Yeah. I'm just trying to think. I'm like, did I black out? I'm like I have like a slight <laughs> in my head. There's a couple I'm like circling. Yeah, throw give us some No, throw it out there. Who who are you circling? I'm only saying this because this person was just in the news, and I'm thinking that's why you're picking. That's that's what led you to unravel. Oh. Is it Johnny Damon? It is. Yes, <laughs> Johnny Damon. I only thought of him because of the news story about his like yeah. DUI. That's the only yep. reason I remember him. Yeah. I had no that's idea. Why I, a, him. I thought he played way more games than that. I thought he was like two full seasons <laughs> of games. Actually, I was surprised too when I looked back because when he got arrested, I looked. I was like, "Oh yeah, Johnny Damon. I remember he was on the Indians." And then, um, <laughs> and then I, I looked. And was like, "Wow, he was here. dude!" The only reason I like yeah. was I, the only reason I like he registers in my brain. He's on. Uh, I love the Bravo show Below Deck, and he's been on like three episodes. 
where he's like belligerently <laughs> drunk with his wife and his like <laughs> friends. And so like when he got the DUI, like that's I'm like, yes, that 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 tracks. He's like always yeah. drunk on that. And the, yeah, I for some reason I was just like, who's in the news? 18 years, 18. Oh, he he was in the news, but the, I didn't think it was him for a while though, because the 64 games, I thought he played like a season and a half with the Indy. I was gonna say I, I would have pegged him as like 164 here. Yeah, I thought it was like 180 or something like that. Yeah. But I was like, well, this is the only guess I have. I have I I I'll have to go. We'll have to do a follow up on an episode. I I do seem to remember him like his season because this this was his last season of his career in 2012. Um, I had forgotten that he had played in the two seasons before that with the Tigers and the Rays. I remember the Rays. Yeah. I remember the Rays, but I totally forgot the Tigers. And um, he came here for in 2012. Uh, yeah. Played 64 games, 207 at bats. Really, you know, numbers that don't necessarily stand out in any way, shape or form. He was he was here. Um, but I seem to remember there being something that ended his career in a weird way. Like there was some weird thing that ended his time here. And I'll have to go back and check. Um, tripped over a sprinkler head, something crazy. Yeah, there was like something about I don't know his uh, his time here, but he was 38, you know. So, wait, the he, Indians he retired from baseball after playing with the Indians. Mm-hmm. That's yep. amazing. Amazing. Yep. We'll do, I'll do some follow up. I'll, I'll try to remember like how it ended, but um, yeah. So, I figured when I saw him in the news, I was like, oh, got my random Indian <laughs> done. It's really, it's incredible how uh, a bunch of the the lovable 2004 Red Sox team mates didn't age super well with like him and Schilling. Oh my no. god! Yeah, well, they probably would get along real good now because oh, yeah, I think he's like a huge conspiracy guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. So they're they're probably just fine. Also, isn't like not to make light of his current situation, but like, isn't this like the third or fourth time it's happened? I think it's been multiple. Yeah, yeah. Like, that there, there's. That's that's not good. Hey guys, if if you're getting drunk at the bar, Uber and Lyft are a thing. So just take one of those. Like if if we can afford it, and you're never a famous athlete, it. like then just also just get a driver for the night. That's really fun. Just like oh cool, wait here. I'm gonna get belligerently shit faced, and we're getting Taco Bell when I get back in three hours. <laughs> yeah, right. like that's fun. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I was just looking up uh, the. It actually didn't end all that crazy. He just got cut. Wow. <laughs> in 2012. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's ceremonies. No, no, cut. no. Just he was just cut in half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a magic He's trick gone wrong. Together. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's the here's the last bit of for, uh, for you if, if for the real diehards. Um, Johnny Damon was cut on April 17th. Uh, or I'm sorry, no, he signed with the Indians on April 17th and he uh, played in 64 games. He was cut in August and the Indians recalled outfielder Ezekiel Carrera Ooh. from AAA. Nice. In his place. <laughs> Woo! There's a random guy we could uh, there get was to a, at some point. There was a real, that's oh like Abel Monte, like random. Yeah. Luis Balbuena level, baby. Yeah. Um, okay. So that kind of uh, that 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 whets your appetite for uh, AL Central talk. Uh, we will definitely be doing more of this as spring training rolls on. Hopefully, we, we haven't get... completely lost you. 
Uh, yeah. If you're still here, you've heard some wild stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for being here um, and staying with us. Uh, be sure to subscribe and rate, review, all that good stuff. Follow us on social at Calpino Pod. And uh, we'll catch you guys later. <laughs>